the thing that needs to be automated and the thing that needs to really be mastered is how do I make that step across the threshold from the website to the community as easy as possible? And so it comes back to be transparent, be transparent about everything. You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, this senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas here in Dallas, Texas on a great day of more thought leadership. We've got a great friend on today. We want to welcome Evan Friedkin. He is the head of business development at Rubric. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I've uh, been a longtime listener and big fan of what you guys are doing. So Thank you. Thank you. You know what? We've joked because we actually just met, but we spent like the last month together. And so we've gotten to catch up rather quickly. And it's amazing that you've made it to this far in our lives because you're, I don't know, the, the, the jury is still out on, on you. <laughs> no, I completely agree. It's surprise. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the industry for going on three years and We've known each other for two weeks. <laughs> Jerry is equally as out for you guys. <laughs> I know. He gives it back. That's for sure. That's for sure. No, all joking aside, it's been fun to get to know you and also get to know uh, where your head's at as far as content related around data and the buying process and how all of that phases in and out for older adults. It's a very complicated decision. It's an emotional decision. And uh, candidly, it's a challenging decision that operators are struggling to meet. Rubric is, uh, well, you can, you can describe it in, in, in just a minute, but um, you guys are, you have a system that is able to mine some of this data in a very unique way. Why don't you let our listeners know uh, the nuts and bolts of how that works? Yeah, so th the data is a byproduct. Um, we spend all our time thinking about the, the science behind decision-making. And when you think about the decision to move to any type of senior living community, it's a wonder anybody makes that decision. It, I mean, anytime you think of a highly complex, highly emotional, usually medical decision, uh, it, it's stressful. It is so stressful that somebody will, it, it's a wonder that people don't just shut down. And I think they do. I think there is a whole group of people that don't know where to start. Um, they know the communities down the street, so that's usually where they turn to to get the information that they need to help them make a good decision. But the what they come across is when they go to that community, they're not finding the resources that that they ultimately need to help them move forward in their decision making process. And so, a lot of it comes back to like you were saying, content marketing. How do we make sure that we're getting the right information in front of this audience to help them become empowered and educated around? Where are they? What are they looking for? What's important to them? And then ultimately give them the roadmap that they can follow to, to take that next step. And so I don't want them to ever go to Google. Uh, Google is not a good place to find this information. It, it's scary. Uh, you get the, the WebMD effect that we were joking about a little earlier where you, you think you get a growth on your hand and immediately you go to Google and you get a WebMD. Next thing you know, you've got cancer and you have to amp amputate it. Uh, that's kind of crippling. Uh, then you factor in an entire deterioration as you get older. 
and it become it becomes really really hard. And so, well, we figured, well, what if we could ask a series of questions designed in a way to educate along the way, and then based on how they answer those questions, we give them the option to talk to uh, the community, and we give them a report that says, hey, listen, based on what you told us, you can satisfy your needs with any of these options. And instead of them going to Google and getting sucked down that rabbit hole, the solutions are presented to them. And then they can take that information and do with it with, with what they want. And along the way, we get on the back end a lot of great data because we know who they are, what are they concerned about, what are they looking for, um, what's important to them, what are their barriers to their decision, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So that's what, that's what we're doing. Well, so let me get this straight, um, Evan. You're saying... You recommend um, quite a bit of discovery limit questions before that family member or that person maybe doing this research ever gets to the community to have a tour or a phone call or an email. Before we capture other data, maybe we're learning more about them. They're learning more about us. Is that what you're getting at? Pretty much. And I think, I think the best way that anybody learns is by being asked questions. You look at really any selling system out there. It is not, let me go tell you about what I do. That is, that is not the way to convince anybody of anything. The second you start sounding salesy, or even if you don't intend to sound salesy, it, it creates this sometimes conscious, but most of the time subconscious barrier where I am no longer going to listen to what they have to say because they don't care about me. They, they don't want to take the time to know where I am today, relate to me, and then now they're already telling me what solutions are right. How do you do that? So instead, how do we help them? How, how do we help ourselves learn more about them before we start showing them solutions? And that's, re that's really what I think any sales process should be. Well, and specifically on this sales process, you, you cannot approach each older adult like they are ready to move in this week. It's an emotional decision. And I think that's this big missing piece here is right. What phase are they in? Are they in a discovery phase? Um, which kind of funnel or pipeline is appropriate for this person to meet them at where they are right now? It, exactly. And I, I don't think it's linear. It is not linear. It is some people will enter that decision to start moving down that path, but something may happen, whether you, by your doing, the provider or the marketing team, not in a bad way, but something may happen internally or externally that causes that person to delay and step out of that journey and they'll wait. And so as a marketing team at a provider, you need to make sure that everything you're doing is another on-ramp to get back onto that journey where they left off. Usually what's happening is the, the ability to understand that journey is very, very complicated because you do lose track of them. You don't know where they are. And so you just need to make sure that there, there are as many on-ramps on that highway as you can have. And you want to make it real easy for them to get back on and pick up where they left off. So one of the ways that you're suggesting, if I'm understanding doing that correctly, is, is learning a little bit more on the front end uh, about that person uh, that potentially could be a consumer and then giving them a lot more information about you. Are, are you saying that once you learn that, that is where the content piece really kicks in to then begin to educate them where they are? Or are you actually educating them through the question process? 
we are educating through the question process. So with every question we ask, there are uh, on the on the right side of our assessments or our tools, there are things to think about. Things that why does this matter? Um, why are we asking this? Um, so that way they're not like why why are they asking whether or not I'm still driving? They're they're self educating a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that is not community specific. It, it is not about the community. It's really about them and why the fact that they may be driving or they're concerned about it is important in this decision. Um, because again, it comes back to illuminating the path ahead. You, you really have to eliminate any hesitation or questions or um, uncertainty about what lies next. Well, so it's, uh, it's hard to, um, I guess, compare our industry of providing services, providing care to a lot of other verticals like buying a car or shopping for whatever we shop for as consumers. But I think there are some parallels. And if you look at probably just even us, this sample, this small sample of how we make decisions for almost everything, it's at our fingertips. We're educating ourselves. And at at the literally a couple of touches of our thumbs on our smartphones, we can find out almost anything that we want to know about any product or service we're potentially going to buy from consumer reviews about that, from people that have used that product or service, to even the price point, knowing exactly what it's going to cost bottom line. But then when we get to having to make one of the most, if not the most difficult decision of our lives, it's a complete mystery and uh, the most we can get is like a vague brochure, you know, in most places that we go. So why is that? And every website looks exactly the same. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of happy old people on those, on those websites. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you're the data, you're, you're kind of the data junkie, the data king. So what is, I mean, for, for our listeners that may be out there that might be thinking, ah, I just need to be able to get to that consumer the fastest. I just need their email. I need their phone. I just need to get that. I just need to be able to call them. Uh, what would you say to that based on the data that you've been seeing? Hey, Josh, did you hear the big news? No. What? VIP Ignite Experience is back for a second year in Nashville, August 28th through the 30th. The theme this year is Dream Again. VIPIgniteExperience.com. Get your tickets and join us in Nashville. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'm, and the first thing I'm going to say is, no, that, that approach is 100% necessary. Have those contact forms. Make it really easy for people to get in touch with you. Because some people are not like us. They, they'd rather not do their own research. They'd rather just talk to your community directly. So, yeah, that contact form, keep doing it. Don't, don't get rid of it. That, that's important. That's where a majority of the leads are going to come from, and that's fine. Um, but what about those other people that really want to do those research? And, and think about it. Like Carvana, a few years ago, they, the idea of buying a car and never talking to a salesperson, that's blasphemy. <laughs> um, but why can Carvana do it, but this industry can't? They are publishing the prices. There's no negotiating with them. It, it is what it is. You can find out everything you need to know right there within the app. Now, I'm not saying that this industry should get rid of the human touch because, I mean, that, that is what makes this industry great is the fact that as soon as somebody steps into that community, they realize that this is not what I thought. It is, it is so different. It is a family, and that, that cannot go away. Mm-hmm. 
the thing that needs to be automated and the thing that needs to really be mastered is how do I make that step across the threshold from the website to the community as easy as possible? And so it comes back to be transparent. Be transparent about everything. Because like you said, there are going to be those people that don't want to talk to somebody. And that's fine. It comes back to, like you said, reaching people where they are in the way that they want to be talked to. Um, and who are we to say how to talk to them? That's up to them. And we, that, that transparency is really important. And I'm going to go as far as saying pricing. Put starting at rates. Why, why would you not put that there? It, I hear, I've talked to providers about this a lot. We have a lot of clients that are putting starting at rates. And I ask, why, do, why don't you do it? And I hear, oh, we don't want our competitors to know what we cost. Your competitors know what you cost. It, you talk about it at conferences, and it's, it's not a surprise. Um, I think what it comes down to is we don't want those prospects who are on our site to self-select out because they think they can't afford it. And I don't think that, that there will be some that do that, but I think what's going to ultimately happen is the audience that you're now talking to and that are now open to hearing your message because they now are demystified. They now know what it costs, roughly. There's going to be more of those than there are going to be the ones that have self-selected out. And, and trust me, your sales teams are going to thank you because now it is not talking to people. Oh, they're not financially qualified. They, there will be some of that, but I, I think you're going to get more, more quality leads the more transparent you become. Virtual tours, COVID kicked that into, over, in, into hyperdrive. Now everybody's putting, they're digitizing what it's like to live in a community. That probably wouldn't have happened before March of 2020. Mm. That would have that been scary, but then they had no choice. And so, yeah, I, I think be transparent. Let people, know, let them get their questions answered. Don't, don't gate it. We've got a little bit of data to back up kind of my claim on the finance side where we, we did a, a survey for the folks that went through our assessment and at the end, and this was just to the people who said, no, I don't want to talk to somebody yet. So they still decided that they were not ready to have the conversation. We asked, why not? It's a simple question. We're not trying to sway them. We're not trying to do anything with it. We're just, hey, why didn't you want to talk to somebody? 81% said it was because they didn't know what it cost. It's not a small number. That's a, that's a massive amount of people that if we were just a little bit more transparent, they, they might have talked to you. They might have got more people. Um, and so I, I think that's a huge eye-opener. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, um, you know, in my mind thinking about some of the challenges or maybe some of the things that our industry wants to be able to do, and that's to be able to um, attract someone a resident and their family to our communities before it's a crisis you know i mean how much have we seen our industry change over the last several years to where man it feels like every call you get everybody's in a crisis there's just been a fall and you you think and we see this often uh where it's like man you see the these folks that could have benefited probably avoided maybe that fall or or avoided the malnutrition or whatever it was that got them to the point they were if they got the care sooner. And I, I have to believe that if we could educate and inform a little earlier on when maybe they weren't, they were just in the search process and they're just trying to get information. If we made that a little bit easier, maybe we would make that decision a little easier for them to come in a little earlier so I got a question for you. Do you have any 
data or feeling of what is like the percentage of people that you think um, we're missing out on as an industry because we're they're not really med- ready in their mind to make a decision right now and they're not they're not going to call or they're not wanting anybody to maybe call them right now but they're just wanting to get information is there any feeling of of what group exists out there that might be missed opportunity it is not a small number it, it is a lot um back in december senior housing news uh released an article um and it was titled rampant consumer confusion creates an opportunity i think it's, it creates an opportunity in senior housing and there was a survey that was done that asks just the general population about how what their opinion was of the aging services sector 45 percent said they had a positive view which is great keep amazing keep 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 up the good work there uh 20 i think it was like 20 some percent uh no but the real number i really want to hone in on is 35 percent have no opinion that is that is a massive amount of people that have zero opinion about what this entire industry does and so even if we're able to just sway five percent of that audience makes a huge difference one of, and to get to your point of what is that audience that we are missing out on, uh, from the beginning, uh, from day one when, when Rubric is launched, our mission was we truly believe people will choose senior living and choose it sooner if they're given the right resources. And if we give them the right resources, they will choose to talk to the community at a much higher rate. And so not even affecting the traffic that is on these providers' websites we're noticing just by adding the ability to get their questions answered, it increases their lead volume by 20 to 40%. These were people that were not filling out contact forms. Those are people that were trying to find the information but didn't. Do you know what happens when they don't find the information they're looking for? They, they go to Google. And I don't ever want to, I don't want anybody I care about to Google something like this. Where they end up is... Uh, third-party referral agencies because they do not care what information is put out there they will they will answer whatever question that person wants to see and people accidentally opt into into their marketing funnel Hmm. and and we were joking earlier where as soon as i opt in it's how how do i how do i opt out I, i get so many phone calls uh we've all been in that position where you thought you were doing something and next thing you know you're getting 40 50 phone calls and it, it is really, really stressful. <laughs> Couldn't imagine having to deal with that on top of trying, what do I do with mom? Um, well, and not only that, you've essentially lost a potential prospect, potential um, resident, and then to get them back, you got to pay for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a different beast. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's also creating this, it, it's creating this perpetual cycle that, Everyone complains that the industry is not looked at fondly. And it's because where they end up, they get bombarded. And, they, and in, in the prospect's mind, they think those third-party aggregators are the community. And then all of a sudden, they're like, I'm getting all these calls. This is a horrible experience. And now you just move somebody who might have been in that unsure category to the negative view. And that's not good. We that we 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 have as we have a, too much of an uphill battle that we can't we can't have that happening. Um, now I'm not saying all third party aggregators are are not great. I'm saying it is it is necessary, but they really need to do the work, really understand that prospect, make sure that that customer journey for them is 
is seamless. It's how they want to be moving forward. Um, and I think that'll, that'll start to change um, over time as they start being able to kind of navigate through that. Well, this is really interesting. So uh, we've touched on a lot of things, building transparency that builds trust, we know, but also potentially reaching a completely untapped group that we have not even touched that knows really nothing, but they're probably in the age income bracket where it, they're either needing care themselves or they're making a decision very soon, if not now, for a loved one. And so what a way to influence. Uh, I can only imagine right now there's probably uh, some of our listeners, we've got a very diverse audience in the senior housing industry, but some of the decision makers that are now in their mind thinking and trying to evaluate their their communication methods and how the, their content is reaching or not reaching the audience. Um, practical, just bullet point takeaways. What can uh, an operator that wants to kind of dive in and evaluate what am I, what do I need to be doing better? How do I do that as far as communicating um, to the potential consumer that I'm not reaching? Yeah, I think uh, something that I haven't seen a whole lot is, yeah, there is, there is that hidden audience on, I call it hidden audience that are on your websites that may actually be qualified. What if you put a, a feedback survey on your, there's a lot of live chat, what if there's a feedback survey that somebody who didn't opt in or didn't fill out a contact form or is on your site could give you a rating of how helpful was my website and then give them an option to, to tell you what they wish they saw. Don't be scared to solicit that feedback. Nobody's perfect. I've never seen a perfect website on any industry. The only way you can move towards perfection is by soliciting that feedback, not just from the people that are doing what you wanted them to do when they landed on your site. The best way to enhance it is by what about those people who are not doing that? You need to figure out why. Uh, you also can't go in with blinders on and assume that all of your audience looks like the people that are filling out contact forms. They, they're in a different headspace than the ones who are those anonymous browsers. They so lean into the content. Go write blogs about everything. Do it from the perspective of the older adult themselves. Do it from the perspective of the family members. Do it for people looking for a grandparent. Do it for people that are... And think of all of the tangential topics that might be going through their mind. Maybe it's not even related to senior living. Maybe it is driving. I mean, are they, are they worried about them driving? Do, do something about how do, how do we talk to mom about... Hey, maybe, maybe it's time that you, you stop driving. and You don't even talk about your community. Um, really, just think about any topic that could be going through, not, and I'm not going to say your prospect, but through this audience's mind well before they start considering senior living. And if you're able to provide resources up until that time comes, you can start to get people earlier as opposed to having them go, oh, I'll deal with that later because later is when mom fell, falls and breaks a hip. Now you got somebody who needs a higher level of acuity and they're probably not going to stay as long. Um, and so we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to listen, I think, as an industry. We need, we need to listen to the people who aren't talking or who are not giving the opportunity to talk. Wow. This is great information for no matter what type of community you have. Actually, I think it's great information no matter what kind of product or service you're providing. Uh, I thought we were just going to get a data conversation. This is bonus. We're getting content <laughs> strategy, man. Thank content, you so much. Sales and marketing. I mean, it's, it's a perfect uh, collision of leveraging tech and innovation 
to help build a deeper connection with the audience you're trying to reach so that you can have those meaningful conversations and develop the relationship um, that, that is actually meaningful to bring them into the community, which will provide the support and love and care that they really need. So it's a perfect conversation. Evan from Rubric, thanks for spending time with us today. Appreciate you having me. And for our listeners, you can go to btgvoice.com. Make sure you connect with us on social. We'll put all of this in the show notes. We'd love to get your feedback. Let's continue the conversation there. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.